Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to all of you Tarzans and Janes and Cheetahs flying through the air with the greatest of ease, pretending to be daring young men on the flying trapeze. We're going to do something a little bit different, and I'll tell you the reason why. This is episode 322. So I thought I'd look up the zip code for 322, and instead I found 323. And it got me going because I, yeah, I know this area because 323 for an area code and 213, because our phone number is 212, we got a New York line and 213 is in a Los Angeles line. And this is episode close. We're close. We're close to 323. This is 322. So I thought I would kind of like uh, connect a few dots and have a little bit of fun. Yeah, so the area code for uh, 213 and 323, you got Culver City, Inglewood, you got Los Angeles, good old Los Angeles, Glendale, Pasadena, Monterey Park, you got Compton, yes, good old Compton, <laughs> Downey, and you've got Norwalk. Norwalk is a shithole, sorry about that. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, no. But uh, it is. And uh, if you want to, you know, just do a very simple search on the Norwalk and uh, look for the shootings, the killings, the murders on the five in Norwalk recently, just three days ago, guys driving down the road on the five, bada bing, bada boom, bada bang, bump pop, he's dead. Got a target in Norwalk, got one killed, one shot, injured, had a triple, yeah, had a triple last year, two killed, one critically injured, and yeah, they had another one killed. I mean, it just doesn't end in Los Angeles, just like homelessness doesn't end. So I thought I would uh, do a little something different today. And we will we'll talk a little bit about things that make me go, huh? And, you know, look, it's been a long time. It's been a long time that uh, we remember things like, uh, I don't know, let's uh, go with, you might remember this, 1969, right? Began in the 1950s. Sergeant Joe Friday, his sidekick, who was that? Come on. Morgan, right? He went on to be uh, the head surgeon for MASH after McLean Stevenson left, right? So, yeah, Dragnet. Well, a lot of us grew up watching that thing. But uh, L.A., gosh darn, L.A. really sucks. So uh, we all grew up watching a bunch of different things on TV and had a good time. I spent a lot of time in, in L.A., and it's just not the same thing. So I'm going to do a few things a little bit different. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of police things here. We're going to talk a little bit about homelessness. We're going to connect the dots, and I'm going to opine pretty quickly. So let's get started. Hello. Hello. Start talking. You are listening to Paul Trustell, the chief executive officer of Trustell Wealth. Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Due to our extensive holdings and that of our clients, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. The information presented is provided for informational purposes only. Let's return to today's presentation. I'd like to start with a list of people I can do without. A proctologist with poor depth perception. Any woman whose hobby is breastfeeding zoo animals. A cross-eyed nun with a bullwhip and a bottle of gin. A waitress with a visible infection on her serving hand. And any man whose arm hair completely covers his wristwatch. Okay, that's enough of that. Oh. 
Mitch, there's something you're going to have to understand. Compared to you, most people have the IQ of a carrot. In fact, if there are two legal minds that were ever in perfect sync in this country, it would be those of Antonin Scalia and Denny Crane. Okay, so we're going to get back to that in just a little bit. But uh, if you don't know it, I'm a Texan. Born in the great state of Texas, big D, little a, double L-A-S, Dallas. And one of the things that uh, I was an adult, obviously, when this thing was running, but uh, yeah, you might remember this one. It, uh, it still brings back a smile or two. Oh, J.R. Ewing, huh? Patrick Ewing, Linda, Mama. So, yeah, Dallas, uh, the Dallas actual uh, home is not that big. I mean, look, it's big compared to other people. But if you've ever been there and seen it, it's, uh, yeah, it's what, it is what it is. It's not like the McMansions that they have in uh, L.A. and uh, in different places. But, you know, back in the day, Los Angeles was kind of a neat place. And they made, uh, you know, they made shows. Uh, you might remember this one. You know, this is, this is something I thought was cool. I think it goes back to the 70s again. Okay, what do you what is that? Name that show. Do you know? If you don't know it, you weren't living it. Come on, you you got it. Yeah, the story show was a police story. You might have uh, remembered that. It had a little bit of an impact on me. Here's a, a, an interesting thing. I, I bridged a little gap between this one and then another one, and then I'm going to give you the Jerry version. So you might remember this. Who who was this one? Who's the actor? Our gang comedy. Oh, he's been around a long time. Just died. Don't go to bed with no price on your head. No, no. Come on. That's right. If you said Beretta, you got it. That's Beretta. And you know what's interesting? If you listen to the music in the very beginning of that, the beep pop pop that they do in the beginning, I thought that was kind of cool. And so one of the favorite shows I had, again, as an adult, you know, many years as an adult, but it's just a cool show. My wife and I enjoyed watching it. I'm sure you did as well. Boston Legal, right? Ah, Denny Crane. But you know what's interesting about the show is the very first episode, one of the senior partners, the managing partner, goes nuts. And he walks into the boardroom and he has no pants on. He's just, he lost it. It's a really good show. And one of the things that uh, we used to enjoy doing is uh, talking about all the, uh, the things that they would bring up. It's like all in the family, you know. I mean, uh, Norman Lear just died. And uh, Carol O'Connor's been get dead for a long time. Uh, the lady that played Edith, she's been dead a long time. Sally Struthers is still the size of a barn and, and meathead. Uh, is, uh, Reiner is uh, following the footsteps of his father. Extremely successful. Okay. Rob Reiner. But the, the thing is, you know, these different shows would take on different things of the day. And one of the things I don't think we ever really give a lot of thought to is, you know, what's the story with crime? A violent crime. Who's actually doing it? How do you solve it? Should we be putting people away? Should we be executing people more than we, we've done? I say yes, actually. But, you know, you can't talk about that stuff anymore. You just can't. Oh, hell, I'll probably get in trouble with this as it is. I just don't care. You get to that point where you don't care. But mental illness was the first topic of Boston Legal. 
And you might remember Jerry. Jerry had a little bit of a problem. But then when Jerry found his fake cigarette, he, he developed a voice. Jerry became a real person, had a, he, had a, he had a lot to say. And one of the things you may not realize is that in Boston Legal, they let Jerry and his beep bop bop do the intro. So here's the thing. I've been uh, watching a, a YouTube channel where they're, I'm going to play a couple of things for you, where these two guys are homeless and uh, we're going to go through it. But the one I didn't do, there were two of them. One, the guy was an accountant and he lost everything and he lost his mind and doesn't have a pot to pee in and he's, he's homeless. But it was such a disjointed thing that you can't use it for audio. The other one was a guy in D.C., Washington, D.C. And based upon his language, he might have been, but he claims to have been a, an attorney down in Corpus Christi. There's a woman who claimed to be a mathematician. She had her master's degree in, in mathematics, and, and she was living in San Bernardino. Interesting to listen to these people because one of the things— 127,000 years ago when I was a cop, both in Milwaukee and in Tampa, and I worked with Fred and Barney and Flintstone, and, and we, I tell you, it was hard on your feet. Oh, those police cars, when you had to rub your feet back and forth on the, on the rocks, that was hard. But um, yeah, I mean, and, and giving tickets to dinosaurs running too fast, that was, uh, that was, that, that was a little bit, uh, I got to tell you, it was a little bit rough. It was just a little bit rough. Red alert! So anyhow, um, the key is I, um, I had an opportunity to meet more of my fair share of uh, homeless guys and gals. I have a couple of great stories. One of the days I'll, I'll tell you a story about the Admiral Benbow and freezing temperatures and uh, the Goonies. I, it's, it's a story called Goonies. The Admiral Benbow's now torn down. It's a hotel over by the, uh, let's see, north of, uh, let's see, what would it be? Spruce? No, Cyprus. North of Cyprus on the west shore on the east side, uh, west side of the road. And um, yeah, those guys were, were a lot of fun. That whole area, which is really developed and beautiful now, West Shore, absolutely beautiful. That used to be the Sheldon Farm. The Sheldons are uh, great people. And then uh, one of their sons uh, became a senator and attorney. I believe he's passed away as well. Uh, the farm was eventually sold, but uh, I have a great story about a cow that was uh, got loose and we had to do a roundup in the city of Tampa the area of West Shore and Cyprus for cows. So the, the point being is that some people just simply lose it, okay? They lose it. And it's hard for some of these people to get ahead and get back to square one. One, mental illness. We know that a lot of these people are mentally ill. They are flat, batshit crazy. And the fact that you can't say that and you can't repeal what Reagan did when he, he capitulated to the bleeding hearts in the world, and you got to release people from these mental institutions. Look, some people are just batshit crazy. You can't fix them. And yeah, warehousing sucks, but is it better to have people in some decent quality of life in an institution versus being subjected to the ravages of homelessness? Because again, I'm going to say it, you're batshit crazy. 
and you're trying to survive and you've got, uh, you know, you, you can't, you can't sleep on the sidewalk. Well, yeah, you can go to California. They, they don't mind that. Uh, and look what's going on. So wherever's nice weather, they're going to be there. And, you know, we've got them here in Ocala. But you also got people that are just pure criminals, and, and they're going to prey off of people. An opportunity presents itself, they're going to take it. So you've got the criminally deranged, you got the batshit crazy, and then you got pure alcoholics and, and drug users. And some of these people you're going to hear are not, they're not incompetent. They can put a sentence together, they, they know what they're doing, but it's kind of sad to, to see what's going on. Now, I want to go back to what I was going to do before. This is going to be Jerry defending Denny Crane in court because Denny shot a guy. And I want you to listen to what he has to say. It's not what he says. It's how he's connecting all these different dots where the point is, you know, there is no such thing as equality. There isn't. There never has been. There never will be. Not everybody is given a big brain. Sometimes People thought that God was saying train, and they said, yeah, I want a little one. So they got a little one. Life isn't fair. Never has been, never will be. But if you listen to what some of these politicians say, some, hell, damn near all of them, you you hear the hypocrisy, the, the, the complete canard hogwash. I mean, these people, you just want to sometimes scream. I don't know. By the way, I'm going to create a new uh, sports league. Instead of the NFL, National uh, Football League or Felon League, wherever it's called, uh, instead of the Major League Baseball, I'm going to create the NTWA. I like that. What do you think that is? National Tiddlywinks Association. Because I think a lot of the sports that we have out there and people getting so riled up about different sports things, I say, you know, why don't we uh, have the NJA? Uh, National uh, Jacks League. You know, play jacks. Play tiddlywinks. Sit around a table, play some jacks, play some tiddlywinks, have a real conversation, and have some fun. You know what? I'm there thing. I, I, I got an idea. I, I, got a, I got a great idea here. It just popped in my head. Oh, me, oh, my. Skittle Bowl. How many people back in the 70s played Skittle Bowl or in the 60s? That's probably what it was because I was. it would have been in the 60s. You played Skittle Bowl. That was great. <laughs> No, you, you couldn't go bowling, and it was expensive. The snow, you know, you're snowed in, so you got the skittle bowl. Here's another thing. You know what we used to do when we were kids? Come on, I'm going to tell you what we used to do. How many of y'all had one of them ice hockey rinks, right? I don't mean about going outside and playing ice hockey. We all did that. But I'm talking about on the kitchen table, right? You had that little thing that slid back and forth, and you had your little guys that they flipped the, the, the little rubber puck or whatever it was, that was a ball. No electronics, all mechanical. By the way, I have, a, I have a good authority that a lot of people that have wrist problems today were masters at, yep, masters at the uh, table hockey, uh, the game. It's true. It's it's true. You got to believe me on that. Okay, you don't have to believe me on that. So anyhow, here's the thing. Let's listen to uh, Jerry defending uh, Denny Crane. But again, for those of you on the left who are going to get upset, and those on the right who are going to get upset, don't get upset. Listen to hypocrisy. I just love this episode. Human life. Human life. Can we just please dispense with the human life jingle? It's so boring. Of course, we're all pro-human life. Show of hands. How many in favor of people not being dead? Well, let's face it. We love guns. 
Go to the movies, for Pete's sake. Turn on your TV. We're a pistol-toting, gun-loving people. Remember, we started this country with the shot heard around the world, not legislation, am I right? <laughs> Look, Denny Crane is a lawyer himself, a scholar. In fact, if there are two legal minds that were ever in perfect sync in this country, it would be those of Antonin Scalia and Denny Crane. Check their DNA. Twins separated at birth. I tell ya, Denny and Tony, Tony and Denny. Can you imagine Denny Crane on the Supreme Court? Wow, Scalia, Roberts, Thomas, Alito, and Crane. Talk about birds of a feather. Jerry, what are you doing? What am I doing? I'm celebrating the actions of my client. I'm acknowledging that he, along with the Supreme Court, not all, but the big five, are smarter than any other Supreme Court we've ever had. I mean, no other Supreme Court in our 200-year history could find a right to bear arms for non-military purposes. But suddenly, presto, thank God for the big five, I tell ya. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It turns out the trick is to just ignore the first 13 words. Home free. See, Big Tony calls this the prefatory clause. Prefatory, I guess that means worthless. And this is the operative clause. Of course. All this nonsense about the right being necessary for a well-regulated militia, they put that in for fun. Those founding father jokesters. <laughs> we weren't supposed to actually take this part seriously. How could all those stupid Supreme Courts over the last 200 years have fallen for that? I have a word with co-counsel. No, you may not. Sit down, hacky sack. And enough with this, we're a nation of laws, crapola, please. We're a nation of politics. Am I right? Am I right? The laws are simply devices to serve our ideologies. For example, this court, which is the smartest in the history of the world, trumpeted individual liberties to protect guns. Trump da da da. But as for individual liberties for criminal defendants, <laughs> who needs them? And then in the Guantanamo case, Big Tony said individual liberties be damned when it means more human lives might be lost. But in the guns case, it's hail, hail individual liberties, even though more human lives might be lost. That's consistent. See, Big Tony knows the score. Score. Look to your politics. That'll tell you what the law is. Jerry, pipe down, sacky boy. These are smart judges, these supremies. And boy, once we got the newbies, Roberts and Alito, the premies, the possibilities are just boundless. They don't have to be bound by the Constitution or the Founding Fathers. <laughs> They're not even bound by their own principles. Jerry. Consider. They always say political questions should be decided by elected officials. But as for guns... Nah, uh They say we need to pay close attention to the precise words in the Constitution, but for guns, nah, uh They say they loathe judicial activism, but when it comes to guns, nah, uh Don't you just love these preemies? McCain does. He wants to go out and find more judges exactly like them. He's a smarty pants, too, that McCain. He knows how to become president. He once co-sponsored a bill closing the gun show loophole, but now... Nuh-uh! He now believes the Second Amendment means no gun control. That might make him even smarter than Big Tony and the preemies. And Obama! He's no dummy. He once took a stand on firearms, but in his blueprint for change... Nada. Nothing on gun control. I guess we don't need that much change. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you cannot convict Denny Crane. If anything, this man should be canonized. Oh, don't you love that word, canonized? Sounds like a big gun. Show of hands, how many are titillated? Denny Crane, like Big Tony, like the premies, he doesn't look at the meaning of the Constitution and say why. He sees meanings that never were and says, why not? 
My client is a real American. Flag on his lapel, gun in his pants. He shoots bad guys. Boom, 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 boom. There is nothing more red, white, and blue than him. A man who knows, as does our president, as do the big five. Human life is simply no match for a gun. I got to tell you, I just love that episode. And, and the thing is that it, there's so much that you can unpack there. And I'm going to do something now currently. I told you that you have men and women who are batshit crazy. They're nuts. They're drug addicts. They're alcoholics. And some that just have fallen on really bad times, supposedly through no fault of their own. And we're going to wrap this up by showing you and telling you there are ways that you can ensure that you are never going to run out of money. And if you say, oh, well, here we go. No, I'm telling you straight up. There are people out there who may be listening who are going, hey, he, what is this guy? I like having some fun. I'm in a business that is hardcore and it's exhausting. Okay, it's exhausting. You have the quantitative analysis. You have the qualitative analysis. I'm trying to figure out what some of these wackadoodles are doing. And then you enter in the politics and all the behavioral finance gobbledygook and discombobulated, blah, 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 blah. It drives you freaking nuts sometimes. Like, why are people doing this? Well, it's called emotions, and people cannot get control over their emotions, period. So one of the things that, you know, it's like Trump. I'll, I'll, I'll touch the rail, burn my hands up. Here's the thing. Why, think about this, why would a Republican go to the Supreme Court to try to get on the ballot of a state? Follow my logic. What's the 10th Amendment? States' rights. There you go. By the way, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness is not in the Constitution. It's the Declaration of Independence, which also says, hey, if you get really upset, you have the right to revolt and to overtake the government. Mm, January 6th. I am not defending anybody for anything. I'm enjoying sitting back in the stadium. I feel like I'm a, one of the Roman citizens from years ago. We're in the uh, Coliseum. I'm going, man, that guy down there is going to, he's nuts. And that lion's nuts. And hey, no, no problem. Both of them need to go, but it's going to be fun. Watch them tear each other up. Here's the thing. If you really think about it, why are you going to the Supreme Court for something that is a state's rights issue? That's right. States make the laws regarding how we are going to elect. That's right. They have their own election laws. They run their own political parties. There's no such thing, for example, as the Republican Party or the Democratic Party on a national level. That's why it's called the RNC and DNC. It's the Republican National Committee, Democratic National Committee. Each state has their own political party. So it's just kind of an interesting thing. You know, hey, when things aren't going my way, go to the Supreme Court. But on the other hand, hey, we need to make our own laws regarding regarding what? Well, okay, each state has the right for to make their laws appropriately for gun control. But on the other hand, we have the Second Amendment. Well, which trumps? Well, to what degree does it trump? It's a very interesting argument. Each state has the right to I request identity to vote. Well, to what degree do they have to vote? Well, depend upon who you are. If you're a Martian or a Platotian, you have you have a hard time getting ID, right? Just because you got ID to get your driver license and you get your your uh, WIC card and you get all the your gimmies, 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 and and whatever you can do that, you can do that. But you can't vote because that's you know that's that's a that's a hard thing. Yeah. So tell me how we can justify this. Now let's run to homelessness. You got people that are out there 
engaged in outrageous behavior and they're getting hurt. Where's the compassion? Oh, guess what? The legislature, the senators, the members of the House are beginning to talk about maybe we need to bring back what? We need to bring back mental institutions. Well, no kidding. No kidding, Sherlock. Here's a good example of a fellow, very articulate, and he's going to tell you he doesn't care that he's homeless because he likes his heroin. Um, well, uh, let's see. There's not too much to tell, honestly. Um, I could probably get off the streets if I tried a little bit harder, applied myself. Um, it's not really that dangerous, like everyone says, as long as you uh, stick by yourself and don't hang out with other homeless people, you're usually pretty okay. Um, my problem is, is I'm addicted to heroin, so that's basically why I can't get off the street. Um, so he goes on, and I'm not going to play it. He goes on and on and on talking about things. You know, he had a girlfriend, he had a house, he had a, he misses his dog. Uh, let's see. I'd probably wish that I could take some type of pill that would make me never remember what opiates feel like. And then, uh, let's see. Second wish would probably be to have my dog back. Hey, no kidding. Hey, just like everybody else, don't be, don't be critical of this guy. He wants to take a magic pill, the magic pill, to wipe his memory out so he never has to feel like he needs to get a fix from heroin and he wants his dog back. Hey, everybody needs a dog. And some people need a cat. But here's the thing. Everybody's looking for the magic solution. Everybody wants the magic pill. It doesn't exist. And these people who are taking these pills to lose weight, I'll, I'll bet you a sweet bippy, y'all are going to have some serious problems. And I know a lot of you took the COVID shots, but there's a lot of people that are struggling with that. Now, that's my opinion based upon research. When this thing first came out, I went, uh-oh, this ain't good. Okay, not good. Because I got the swine flu in 2009, and it almost killed me. Okay, but the thing is, I learned. I learned. I learned what the signs are of that kind of stuff. And my point being is these people can't make rational decisions. So what do we do? He wants a pill because he's hooked on heroin. He can't kick kick the habit. He can't kick when he's on the street. And these guys go on and on and on and talk about this stuff. But he needs a pill. He needs a pill in order to get back where he was so he can get his doggy. We're at a city-sanctioned tent community that basically you founded and oversee. Yes. Well, first let's talk about your homelessness and how you ended up homeless because you have a very interesting story. Yeah, it's, uh, it was an interesting road getting here. Uh, I worked for over 20 years with the United States Department of Defense as a classified contractor. Uh, had developed some health issues because of my work, uh, forced into retirement in 2007. Uh, I was a multimillionaire. I had okay, boys and girls. Ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. Kind of thinking this might be a little bit of uh, hooey-pooey, right? Plenty of money to retire on, so I was fine with retiring, and I was only 47. 47? He looks like he's in his 50s now, and uh, yeah, so he's a multimillionaire. He goes on to tell us a lot of things that he owned, but somewhere in here, and I'll stop it, he says, well, what happened? And I 
I called <clears throat> bullshit on uh, this guy. Uh, and so uh, I bought a home in North Carolina on a beautiful lake. Two and a half months later, my financial institution went bankrupt. Okay, so we'll stop it there. Here's the thing. When you hear somebody talk, oh, I had a house on a beautiful lake in North Carolina. Where? Well, they'll never be able to tell you. They had a house in San Francisco. Where? Because see, when people tell stories, you know, like, for example, when I've gone to San Francisco, um, I can tell you that one of the best places to stay is closed, and I, I just can't believe it. But I like to stay, I used to like to stay at the Huntington. It's on Knob Hill. And when you walk down and you want to get to the wharf, you you walk towards the uh, Transamerica building, okay? And then you take the wharf around. What you don't do is walk straight to the wharf because the hills are kill you. I mean, they're ups and down and ups and down. Now, everybody should see that, that squirrely street. I don't know what the name is. I forgot it. There's things to see. Chinatown's cool, especially in the afternoon when they bring the fish in. I don't know if they're still doing it because San Francisco is a poo hole. Last time I was there, we had a homeless guy, a piece of dirt, drop his pants in front of my daughter. My daughter was a little girl, and he just took a dump on the sidewalk. Not a happy camper. Bottom line is, not going there anymore. And the hunting and clothes as a result of COVID and, and whatever. If it's open again, I don't know it. But the point is this. Think and connect the dots and understand that life is a cycle. Okay? We go through this circle of life. When you're younger, you're dependent. And when you're older, there's a high probability, unless you go face first and die, and I hope that, I don't care who you are. When you go, I hope it's like, bank, done, it's over with, okay? But it's most just not going to be. It's going to be a slow decline. And the, the hideous thing is when you lose your mind. And a lot of these people have lost their minds, okay? And they, they can't handle it. Again, what do you do with these people? Oh, well, they've got rights. That is crap. But what I want you to understand is this. The takeaway is, when you're doing your finances, always work with somebody, preferably a guy like me and my organization, where you will have your own personally assigned, your personal trust officer. That's what we, everybody who is a client gets their own PTO, personal trust officer. And what you want to do, no matter what, it doesn't make any difference. You can get a 50% rate of return on a consistent basis. But if this last guy, if this last guy actually did lose everything, of course, he says his financial institution went belly up and he lost everything. Eh, come on, that's much. That sounds good. Sounds good for a street interview. That's just ain't ain't flying with me. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Social security cannot be taken away from you. You have to qualify for social security, but it is absolutely a fantastic idea to have some of your monies in a financial product that is heavily regulated, contractually designed, they have all these kinds of guarantees where you cannot outlive your money. You, you lose it, right? You lose it. You got your social security. I don't know. Let's say you're getting uh, three thirty five hundred a month coming in social security, whatever. Okay. Not exactly uh, lighting the world on fire on that, but if you also have eh, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars, not exactly lighten the world upon that. But if you also have another three to four thousand dollars a month coming in that'll pay you for the rest of your life, like a pension, wouldn't that be cool? And oh, but you say, oh, I don't, I, I, I don't have a pension. I don't have a pension. I got screwed by employer. No, you don't. Nobody got screwed. Every single person in this country can create their own individual pension. I have. If you think I have all of my money in real estate, in business, in the stock market, you're wrong. You're dead wrong. 
I've made a lot of money doing a lot of different things, but I've got my safety net. I've got it structured in such a way you can't take it away from me. It's going to be there for the rest of my life. But the problem is we have people that just won't take good advice, which leads me to Peter. I had a great opportunity of sitting next to this guy flying to uh, Maui one time. And uh, Maui's been a, a kind of a cool place for me. I had a chance to sit next to uh, Steve Miller and uh, had a great conversation with him. Uh, met a fellow who you might remember, uh, Cookie Man, famous Amos before he lost everything. But uh, Peter Frampton here has got a song. And the lyrics in the very beginning are apropos. I wonder how you're feeling. There's ringing in my ears. I know one to relate to. Say to see. Now get ready for it. Who can now believe it? talk about all the time is that I don't like financial planners because financial planning is a tool, not a service. And it's all about advice. It's about getting the kind of advice that you need to have from somebody who's going to be blunt and write down, get down and dirty. So, you know, who are you going to trust? You want to trust people who are true fiduciaries, who are willing to, well, call bullshit, hogwash and uh, boulder dash the way it is. And sometimes you got to be a little bold in order to poke somebody in the eye and say, stop it. And that's really, I think, one of the most important things to do in life is you've got to tell children. I mean, if you got to spank a kid to keep his hand from going on the hot stove, you got to do it. If you got to grab your kid by the neck, drag him out of the street to keep from getting hit by a car, you do it. But you got to do what has to be done. The world is not fair. And no matter who you are, including myself, okay, there's a high probability we're going to lose it. Charlie Munger was pretty sharp up until the day he died. My father did exactly the same thing. Charlie made it to 99, okay? And you've got uh, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett knows he's, he's a short-timer. He's a short-timer, and he's named his heir apparent. So who's your heir apparent that's going to take care of things when you can't? And, you know, you listen to a song like this, and you grew up with it, and you go like, I don't know this song. I mean, it sounds good, but you completely have no earthly idea. Yeah, sometimes life ain't fair. But I will say this. This song is smoking hot. So I hope you understand why I picked this song with that. I'm out of you here. You are listening to Paul Grant Trustell founder of the Trustell Companies, a conglomerate of professional service companies owned in whole or part by various family members. Review the face page of this website for a listing of the companies that comprise the Trustell Enterprise. The Trustell Companies is headquartered in the Ocala International Commerce Park, next to the Ocala International Airport, and just off Interstate 75, at exit 352, which is State Road 40. To speak with a team member, text 212 433-2525.